This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to breaking down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Back for Arfield. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up plays the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Keane! Oh, that's Come on! 
justice at the Amex Stadium. Burnley are level and deserve to be. Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full-time show, the first one we've done after a league defeat this season, because I couldn't be arsed after the Sheffield United game and I was working after the Watford game. Um, not the first one we've done after the defeat though, we was here crying on stream after we got dicked uh, by Man City, but of course yesterday, chance to win the league, the script was written, QPR didn't read it and neither did the referee. Uh, joining me is Dan from Turf Morehouse, how you doing mate, it's good to have you back. No, looking forward to being back as well. Thanks for having me, John. Uh, it's just a shame we sat here talking about ne- something negative about Burnley for a change. I mean, it's all been no, positive. Like you said, it a change, doesn't it? It'll be a different yeah. show. Me and Neil were saying this because it's just literally, yeah, we're really good, aren't we? And then it's dragging that out for an hour and it's actually really difficult to drag out <laughs> the same thing for an hour every week. Uh, but of course, I can see down the bottom, he's everyone's favourite Turfcast panellist. It's Neil Layfield. How you doing, mate? All right, mate. How you doing? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, before I get into the game, I do want to talk about something that broke yesterday, um, which I think is a lot of absolute bollocks, um, but uh, we shall see. Um, it should be on your screen now. I'll just double check. Uh, there it is. Yeah, there is some news at the minute that Burnley are shot, under man. investigation for playing a weakened team and could face a points deduction and fine if found guilty. Now, yeah, this has come from Alan Nixon, who works, well, he's a, a, what did used to work for the Sun, but I think now he's an independent journalist, freelance journalist who sends articles in. I've seen it on Barstool. Everyone's going mad under there, but that's the worst account on Twitter. Uh, Second tier podcast as well, as much as I like them boys, the people that comment on their stuff is absolutely incredible. Um, I'll go in order of the screen. Dan, your thoughts on this? I quickly will say I just think it's a lot of bollocks. Yep, summed it up. That's the word I was going to use. Utter, utter bollocks. It's a lot of shit. How can we have, you know, the amount of players that we've had this season? I think we've, we've all these players have had game time. It's not like we've just plucked a bunch of under twenty ones out and gone. Nah, we'll chuck this one. Like we've not done that. We've we've used players we've actually bought in this this term this window. Um, it, it's absolutely it's madness. Like, say, you've had the likes of Robert. It, I'm, in fact, let me reword this if you are playing Cherlinov and Lyle Foster and calling it a weakened team, and you know, saying that apparently we shouldn't be uh, we should be investigated, it nah, nah I'm, not, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. It's, it's bollocks. You've got you've got an, an allotted amount of players to play in a season. If you're not allowed to change your team with the players that you've got, then what's the point in having a football club? Yeah, what's the point in that? You, you submit a 23, 26-man squad to the EFL yeah. at the start of the season, whatever it is, and yeah. all of a sudden it's, it's now an issue that we have a squad. It it's ridiculous. It's all part of that old parachute payment thing, and it? it's just whinging because we've got a decent squad that the others can only dream of. Although, to be fair, it's not played that well recently. But it's just nonsense, mate. You do submit a squad. They're all... Some of them are internationals. We've had injuries. We've had illnesses. We've had players playing with knocks. All of them as well are EFL players. So if they're saying that that's a weakened team, then they're criticising their own league because Twine was... Uh, criticising their own brothers as well, yeah. So it's a lot of nonsense, mate. It's just part of all that parachute payment nonsense and just trying to find something to bring us down with. And there, that comment, simple as that. 
They can't criticise us because we play boring football anymore. They can't criticise us because it's dice ball and all that sort of stuff. We're a good, exciting team. It's pure jealousy. They've got to find something to, to knock us with. Um, and that's literally... I'd, I'd, I'll tell you what, Neil. I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd go back to Huddersfield, recall Lawton and say, now who's got the weak inside, bitch? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. It's you submit your squad, and he didn't put the kids out, did he? It's not like he put under twenty ones out or anything like that. He put no. players in our squad, and more of them have played. I've, at some I've point. got the team in front of me. So Bailey in goal. This is at Reading. Bailey in goal. Charlie Taylor, who's played what three hundred games yeah. at left back. Um, Bayer, who's the next German centre back, who's going to rule the world. Dakiel and Roberts, a full interna- Wales international, who's played at the World Cup and has had what. X amount of Premier League games as well. Goodmanson, full international, played for Iceland, gone to the Euros, got to the quarterfinal of the Euros, I think. Um, Cullen, an Irish international. Um, Teller, the next wonder kid. Scott Twine. Um, Benson, who's just fucking brilliant. And then Lyle Foster, again, a full international. How yeah, is that a weakened team? This is, this is a club who's desperate to try and find something because they're in a predicament and it's just, it's classic. It's Warnock, isn't it? It's classic Warnock. Yeah, but to go for somebody at the top, I could understand going for someone like Reading or Rotherham, someone like literally scratching, you know, scratching the surface to try and keep up there. Um, that uh, aren't far off points wise, but you, you, you're basically going for the top dogs who have done sod all wrong. We're still, we're still practically waiting to hear back whether the embargo is lifted as well because we don't know what the crack is with that at the minute. But they said that's going to have been squished hopefully soon, mm-hmm. but yeah. um. No, nothing will come of it. Nah, nah. It's absolute tosh. The official rule, I've got it here, because those who watch and listen quite a lot will know I'm in like a big championship WhatsApp group where loads of creators are in it. And um well, next season, mate. No, well, I've I've already asked the question. <laughs> I've already asked the question. Do, do I just delete it or what? Or should we change it into like a, a just a, mute notifications and watch it yeah. watch all the ramble throughout the season? <laughs> the thing is, it's it's been really helpful. Like this is why I've managed to get a a, a fan an opposition pretty much every game. Whereas last year I struggled because I'm nice. in this group, but it's just so easy. Um, whereas next year I'll struggle again. But anyway, they're debating it now, funnily enough. Um, but someone's put the rules up, the official EFL rules. This is a Coventry fan who I think thinks on our side, and he normally isn't. Um, morning, Glenn, if you're watching. Um, 20, rule 25.1, the requirement to play full-strength sides in league matches. Each club shall play its full strength in all matches played under the auspices of the league unless some satisfactory reason is given. I've got a satisfactory reason. Injuries. We're already promoted. Yeah. In the event of the explanation not being deemed satisfac- satisfactory, the board shall refer to the matter... Uh, the, the, sorry, the board shall refer the matter to a disciplinary commission which has the power to impose such penalties as it shall think fit. So... so there's it, players There's players as well, well, Joe, that have different qualities compared to a certain player... I mean, like we've seen the strength of Bayer's like Bayer's runs as a centre back yeah. compared to the likes of Howard Bellis, who will sit sit back and be that you know solid central defender. People have different qualities. Players have different qualities, and you've got to adapt to the team and the strength and the strengths and weaknesses of the opposition. So if that means that you think, oh, hold on a minute, Lyle Foster's got better hold up play than probably say Ashley Barnes or Rodriguez has had in the, in God knows whatever the last few weeks or something, I'll play Foster. Oh, I'll put, I'll put Gummerson in a camera roll instead of out wide because I think he'll utilize because they're a bit weak from shots from range. So we'll have, we'll have someone like that. 
You've got to look at all these little things and those players you've got to, you've got to use. Not only that, like you said, with one promotion, I think haven't some of these players got to play a certain amount of games to qualify for a medal or something like yeah, that as well. That as so, well. you know, obviously, didn't we, when we went up in Ornan, one or two, I think, did one player miss out and one of the backroom staff gave the medals to someone? I'm not sure. Was yeah, that I'm sure I heard that. Yeah, I'm sure I heard that. I'm not sure. The thing is, right, um, a lot of those, a lot of that squad you read out, They've all played at some point this season. Charlie Taylor yeah, was yes. centre half at the start of the season, so it's not like someone's made a debut who we've just plucked out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just he's, he's put a good. T- I plucked, we didn't even win, so it's not like it's like. <laughs> That's why others feel the crying. That's why others. Oh feel yeah, the crying. exactly. But it's, oh, it's nonsense, mate. It's nonsense. It will nothing. Well, come the with ga- really the guidance that they offer is from the fourth Thursday That's in March. Good. Any team sheet for a league game should include at least 10 outfield players who featured on the team sheet for the league game before. As somebody said in the chat earlier, we had 12. So they've yeah. not even done the fucking research. They've just gone, oh, bloody hell, Scott Twan's played, he's rubbish. But he's not. He played quite yeah. well in that game, actually. Um, yeah. And then and then kicked off. It's nonsense, mate. It's just clickbait and um, nothing will come of it. And Warnock will have to find some other excuse because he hasn't managed to keep them up. Well, after all that one or six bollocks from the Reading fans the other week, I actually quite wanted oh. them to go down because I had some memes ready. I had some <laughs> memes ready. Um, now, if Huddersfield go down, I'll have memes ready. Um, there's going to be some memes regardless of who goes down. And either way, I'm looking forward that to that. Reading thing, that Reading thing is the most cringe thing I've you know, ever seen. You know seen. what annoyed me the most about it is there were full-grown men going, look at you rattled. Like, I'm pointing out someone yeah. being a... <laughs> I'm not rattled. Man, we've gone up. We're, we're clear, we're, we are rattled about nothing. We are Premier League football. We, we're not rattled yeah. by you ones. Not rattled by yeah. you boys at all. Anyway, yeah. let's get into it. Started off a little bit differently because of that news. It was good to have a 10-minute rant. But let's have another rant because, yes. of course, Burnley, the script was written, as I said at the top of the show. Get your comments in about the games, please. I will put them on screen and I will read them out after the lads have given their verdict and after my verdict. Uh, the, script, the script was written. QPR didn't read it and neither did the referee. Um, I'm not using the referee as an excuse, by the way. He just didn't punish um, the time wasting in the second half that I feel like he should have done their first yellow card for time wasting came in the 89th minute. They were time wasting from the first half, for God's sake. Um, but I don't think a lot of people had, had, had a meltdown yesterday, and the second half was Classic. dreadful. But the first half, we should have been four nil up. And I know some people were like, oh, yeah, but we weren't, should have, would have, could have. But on another day, that game is won after 20 minutes, and we're four or five nil up at half time. Obviously, we had four cleared off the line. I appreciate two of them were in the same chance, and we hit the bar in that chance as well. But that four cleared off the line, hit the bar. THB missed that sitter, and Barnsley probably probably should have done well with that header, but I'm probably being a bit harsh on Barnsley there because he's got to get round the lad and edit. Um, second half, it was terrible. I don't know what happened in the second half. Well, I do. They changed the way that they played. They just sat back and hit the lines. And was it Dykes just running the lines and getting the ball mm-hmm. and being used as a battering ram? And we couldn't really deal with it. Um, so I think I think I think it's complacency. I think we've we've taken our eye off the prize a little bit over the last few weeks. Um, and so I said that, mate. Didn't I? I probably remember yeah. I said it. Um, it's weird though, isn't it? Because I we said were, it a few we... weeks ago. The minute we, I think it's when we were debating whether we get the record or not, and I yeah. said we won't because as soon as we go up, naturally it's going to drop off. It's mad though, isn't it? Because I, yeah. I remember that. But some people were sort of like saying, "Oh yeah, but." Uh, Vincent Company's not going to let that happen and I didn't know which way it was going to go and I guess complacency had just naturally crept in uh, but I'll start with you Neil what are your yeah, thoughts way, on that game? Well the way I look at it right is yeah we were the first half we were pretty good to be fair second half the defending was awful and I know Jay's not a centre half but he, he should have done better with that, that I think it was their first goal that came in 
and he completely mistimed his jump and then it let it bounce and then it went, oh, it was just awful. I've got two ways of looking at it. One is that we knew this was going to happen because we've played with such intensity all season and we've done basically what we set out to do ahead of schedule, if you listen to what Alan Pace said after the Borough match. So naturally there's going to be a drop-off and companies putting players in to see where we're at now to give them some competitive football. It might be so they get appearances to get a medal. It might be just so he can assess the squad before he goes on a spending spree um, ready for the Premier League because we've no idea how some of these, because they haven't played all year, like Twine and stuff, give them a chance and see yeah. you know how they are and stuff like that. The other part of it that, that I'm thinking is that we already know with Barnes being told that about his contract situation, some players are probably a little bit mindful about getting injured ahead of potential transfers, not knowing where they're going to play. You know, we, we saw with Roberts, didn't we, with the World Cup, he admitted yeah. that he switched off a little bit because he was trying, didn't want to get injured for that. Is, is it a case yeah. of some of these know they're going or don't know where they're going to be so they don't want to get injured in case it scuppers a move or whatever? So I'm, I'm in two camps at the minute, but I, I fully expected this, this drop in form. I knew it was going to happen. You can't keep up that intensity once the job's already done. It's natural in life anyway. If you set out to do something, you do it. Naturally, you, you do drop off a little bit. Don't get us wrong. I would have wanted us to keep it up and absolutely steamrolled it and got the title. Yeah. So knowing that it's not done already, I'm not buying all this. I'll wait for Ewood. I just wanted it done. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's coming. It doesn't matter when. We're already up. Um, it's just frustrating that we have let it happen, but I knew it was going to. I, half, I fully expected this drop off to happen. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was frustrating, as uh, Kurt said, I put on screen. Um, I'm still quite frustrated about it, but we are going up. We are going to win the league. It's fallen, it's, it's, it's fallen nicer that we may win it at Ewood. Like, it, yeah. It's never the plan. I'm not having that it was the plan, as some people yeah. keep, keep joking. Um, but it's fallen very nicely. I have a ticket, so if, if we do it there, it's going to be absolutely historic. It will be taught, I put on Twitter, if we win the title at Ewood Park... It will be. I will be telling my grandson about it when I'm 65. If I get to that age, <laughs> I've clearly got heart issues in the family. So if I get to that age, I'll be telling my grandson about that. I'll I'll forget about yesterday on Wednesday. Even if we get beat at Ewood, because I'll be more frustrated about that. That's going to be forgotten about on Wednesday. It's frustrating. Yes, I wanted to win the league yesterday. I'd have liked to have done it at home with my dad. But I'm going to have to do it next to a random stranger at Ewood. It is what it is, but it'll go down in history if we win the league. That's my concern, though, is what is, I think I tweeted it, is that because we have been poor over the last few games, is that we don't carry that on on Tuesday. Yeah, the key I now is that, the key now is that we just now. don't play like that on Tuesday. Get it done on Tuesday, no messing about. Yeah. It's got to be done there now. It's got to be. And the issue with potentially winning at Ewood is the last few games, yeah, their results haven't been great, admittedly, but they have looked like they've stepped up. They've just been a little bit unlucky, conceding a 95th minute equaliser to a goalkeeper who handled it in the net. Hilarious, but unlucky. Conceding a 94th minute equaliser again last night. Hilarious, but unlucky again. If that lad takes it into the corner, that hedges or whatever he's called, then that doesn't happen or he, or he puts it into the net rather than dink it into their keeper's hands. They're countering score to Preston. Um so, yeah, I think if we play like we did yesterday at Ewood, we're not going to win the league at Ewood. We need to step it up. But obviously, as somebody said in the comment really early on, the last time we lost was against Sheffield United. The team we played after it was Blackburn. We dicked them yeah. because Sheffield United, the complacency crept in and we made sure it didn't happen again. I fully expect the same to happen this time. I fully expect Vincent to rip them all new air holes in that changing room and at Barnfield today slash tomorrow whenever they're back in. Um, and I can't I can't see us playing like that again at Ewood. Well, I love him. He'll have them in today, no doubt about that. Be probably, today. probably right. Um, Dan, your thoughts on yesterday, mate? First time I've ever felt how an opposition fan would feel when we used to dash ball teams. 
it was strange because they did exactly what we did. What, what we've had, we've had the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, City, United, and everyone turn up and just pepper us in terms of shots. We've defended through Ben Mee, Tarkovsky, and everything, and just one punt forward has been the, you know, <clears throat> sorry, the um, the outcome of the game, and we've ended up winning it on nicking it by just doing what QPR did. And I did a watch along yesterday, and I, you can you can blame me if you want. Uh, I actually said when they brought Chris Martin on, I said the reason they brought him in is to do a job similar to what Barnes did when we had him before. Um, hey, I didn't pull the bottle of champagne out until afterwards. I did hide it under a pillow just in case. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I said as soon as Chris Martin comes on, I said they'll start to lump it forward. I said yes, they tried to do it with Dax, but with Dax, it wasn't his hold-up play wasn't there. He was still trying to look for the goal. Where Martin will hold it up, hope that Elias Chair will come in and get involved and then hopefully something else will come off the back of that. But, and, and then it did. The, the goals we conceded were very weak as well. Yeah. They were really poor goals for what we've defended against. Twitter, people saying, oh, we were terrible in the final third. I don't think we were because we no. created a lot of chances. I think our XG were like over three. I, can't, I might be wrong. I can't remember what it was exactly. But we were we were terrible at finishing. That's what we were terrible at. We were terrible at finishing. We weren't terrible in the final third because we were creating chances in the final third. They were just, just not being finished. They were just not being finished. But my concern, like you said, the goals, a lot. the, the defence has got away with yesterday. There's not a lot of people criticising the defence. I, I thought the goals were pretty weak. I, I saw a few people say, you know, putting Ekdal over THB. A lot of people were asking that question. And obviously we know Ekdal's got a bit of a knock and that's why he's not been involved and stuff. But um, I actually saw a little bit of, I actually agree a little bit with it. Like, Don't get me wrong, THB's been out for a while, so he's going to have to start, yeah, you know, try he, and get he, back into that rhythm again. He looked poor but, yesterday, the Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the one thing I hate with our fan base is if we mention anything that's that contains the word criticism, we are basically over the knee and spanked for it. Like, why? No player should be subject to, you know, constantly being praised all the time. There is going to be results that get to you. I'm not saying that this moment of how annoyed we are and frustrated hangs on what's gone on over the season, because what's gone on over the season, like you said, that defeat to Sheffield United, it almost gives us a kick up the arse yeah, to, exactly. con to literally fire on to where we are now. Um, and we've played a team that were a point above the drop zone. They had everything to play for. They've come here, and like I said, they've dashboard us, they've got what they wanted out of it, and it's frustrating to feel how the opposition have always felt when we've done it for over the years. And now I understand it's frustrating and I don't want to see it again. Uh, well, I can yeah, understand why everyone said, I hate Burnley, get them out. We won't see it too QPR, I feel that way with them now. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and I do appreciate that. I do, I do appreciate it. it's a bit... That's why I don't whinge about when teams come and, and, and do that because I fully respect that we made a, a brand out of it or Dash made a brand out of it for, for like five years in the Prem. But what we <coughs> don't do... Is just there was one point where there were three of their players just sat down on the pitch and there were like four minutes left in at a yeah. time. The ref were doing nothing about it. You just need a bit more help from the referee in them certain situations. Phil Bird even said, didn't he, at the end of the game, like when uh, when you look back, there's a video circulating Twitter where he said, eight minutes, eight minutes, are you joking? I at least counted 12. He said, <laughs> uh, this referee has like got no control of this game whatsoever. And I just thought, go on, Birdie lad, go on, go for it. Tell yeah. him like it is. Is 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 right, but I don't want to use the ref as an excuse. No, um, I hate to break referees, it to you, 
I hate to break uh, it to you, but the refereeing quality is not going to get any better next season. No, no. It's, well, right. how much the, the problem with next season is we've got to deal with VAR. I, I, I hate VAR. Well, VAR, to be fair, in some of the instances we've seen this season would have helped us. Yeah, that. true, but we want that. I think, I think, I think one of the goals against Middlesbrough would have been offside or something. I don't know. So we well, won't, I can't remember. There's been some goals recently that well, we should have had a penalty on the opening day of the season at Huddersfield. I know that much. That's the one that yeah. stuck in the mind more, more than anything. That free kick against QPR uh, at Loftus Road. You know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have really been a free kick. But mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, get your comments coming in. I'll read some of the ones out about the game. There's loads of comments coming in. Uh, you know what? It's weird. When we get beat, we don't get as many viewers, as you can see. There's only 48 people watching at the minute. It's normally around the 60, 70. Or when we got promoted against Middlesbrough, it was over 100. I was I felt like a celeb. Um, but people... <laughs> we were, you were that weekend. You were popped everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but people are always commenting like when we get beat, because I think everyone's like us. They need... A bit of therapy. Um, I'll go all the way to the top, but it's good to see Solent back in the chat. He says, how ironic that Jimmy Dunn got man of the match. I thought he played well yesterday, to be honest, but he mm -hmm. was dreadful down at Loftus Road, so that evens itself out. I did like Jimmy, and I was disappointed to see him go, but when you look at the centre-backs yeah. we have now, I'm not really fussed at it that he has gone. Um, it's good to see a QPR fan in the chat. I'll mm -hmm. um, I'll mention that his name when I, when I come down to it now. Um, CMD66 says, another day we would have had five in the first half. Yep, correct. correct. Um, Tinga72, was yesterday's result an omen? Last time we got beat this season, the game before the Horse Fiddlers, and we went on to give them a pump in the week after. Yep, we've mentioned that. Um, hopefully that is you the case. You don't think it puts nicely into the fact that apparently there's meant to be a documentary and all of a sudden we could technically win it at Ewood Park. I mean, there's, you know, they always say about the fairy tale ending, don't they? And, well... If, the, if there is this documentary with all these cameras we keep seeing banded about. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame though, isn't it? Like, as much as I would love to win it, as I've already mentioned, I would tell my grandkids about it if I ever have any. There's only going to be 2,000 Burnley fans there and that dilutes it a little for me. Yeah, like, if, if there was If there were 7,000 Burnley fans there and we're all descending, making loads of noise, it'd be brilliant. But there's only going to be 2,000 of us there. And, I, and I'm, Wait till I'm you come home, John. There's, there's um, Burnley Council... Um, people working for Charter Walk, sweeping bodies up off uh, off floor in the military centre because everyone's just passed out and got yeah. to the ladders. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that'll be sick. First, if if we win the league at Ewood, that's the first thing I'll do. I'll go to I'll go to town and wonder why nothing's open and realise it's a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to win it at Rovers. Um, fingers crossed, mate. All we need to do is win, um, so we can. Chris again says, <laughs> "Let's cause chaos at Deadwood." Um, Johnny the Great um, says, "Oh no, that's about the uh, the Huddersfield thing." For me, uh, for me on Tuesday, right? It's not even about winning the league. It's the fact that we can't let them get a point or anything because we are so much better than them. We can't have them going. Oh, we've, we've yeah, it's, it's, and, we, and we're so much better than you. We can't have them just thinking, "Oh, we've, we've beat you, or we've got a draw." Again. I think, I think, I don't think that the, the form for me at the minute that like the last few games. Some people are saying on Twitter, like, "Oh, it's kind of." Put a, a damper, a dampener on the on the season. It hasn't for me. But if we go three games without a win and then lose it on to QPR and then lose at Ewood, that will start to not put a dampener on the season as such, but like ruin the legacy that this team could have had. This yeah. team could have been. Like I've been yeah. saying for ages that this is my favourite ever season, and I still stand by that now. But if we go and lose at Ewood and then just limp over the line by getting a point against whoever we've got after it, Blackburn at Bristol City, that'll yeah. be shit because we've won it at Bristol and I'm not there. And just, just we've limped over the line. It kind of ruins it. And if that's we, the if thing, we, that's the thing that's annoyed me is that we've been relentless 
and then we are sort of just staggering now. Yeah. As much as I expected yeah. it, it would have been nice for us to just keep going and just completely. But it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. I was talking to uh, Dom from uh, Rovers chat uh, yesterday, and obviously was uh, quite a bit frustrated at that 95th minute equalising. He thinks he, he, he even thinks it could be three in a row. He thinks we could do it with some of our late goals, but. He was saying to, that Juice is a free hit for us. minute, hopefully. <laughs> well, I hope so, mate. I hope so. But he seems to think it's a free hit for us. And it, it, he said, win and win the league, lose, and you're still going to win the league anyway. Which, to be honest, he has got a point. But Yeah, that, that is the case. It's, but it, it's, it, it's a job. Nobody wants to lose. There's the bragging rights. There's everything with it. Yeah, and and just, everything's sort of aligned. Just like we all... Well, we almost thought everything was aligned this weekend. You know, company as a player wins his first English title... By beating QPR at home, QPR at home could win him his first title as a manager as well. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Ha ha, nah, Lightning don't strike twice." Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a shitter the way it's going, but it is what it is. Johnny the Great says the refs seem to have been blind. Burnley seem to have shot exactly where the players were in the net. Um, yeah, I think it's on about whether you know the the the, the chances being cleared off the line. Um, Chris again says referees find it hard to make easy decisions. How hard is it to identify time wasting? I just think referees don't have the bollocks sometimes to be able to punish time wasting. If I'm being honest with you, um, I, think time time... Keep, I, I think timekeeping should be taken away from refs, mate. I think yeah, it I agree. Be... Yeah. sixty minutes of gameplay, sixty minutes of gameplay. Yeah. The clock stops as it goes out. It should be. An I think, so, I think someone else should do it. Someone else should do it and like stop the clock and, and then restart. Number one promotion at Burridor. Camera pan round to company, didn't it? And he's like thirty. 40. You could see you could see him counting and keep yeah. and then he's talking to Paul Fisher like you get six seconds as a keeper, like what are you playing at? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Neil. I do think I do think it should be taken <laughs> yeah, out of it. Andy says, I was never confident about this game. So much pressure on us to win. They are fighting for their lives. On to Deadwood and win it there. Um, yeah, this is the point. This is the other thing that frustrates me is Johnny the Great says the QPR manager, Gareth Ainsworth, number one, he's a massive bell end. I don't know if you've seen some of the injuries he caused in his career to people. Scruffy bastard um, as well. Yeah, and another yeah. thing, born in Blackburn. And I think he made a com- I think he alluded to it in his pre-match press conference, a QPR fan was saying that I had on the pre-game show. Um, so he will have enjoyed the win, and that will have annoyed me as well, Johnny. But he's he's just he's just made it worse for Blackburn because now we can win it there. So is what it is. Um, but yeah, I want to thanks for all the comments. Keep them coming in. Um, I will read out the ones that do come up um, on the screen. Daniel Ramson <laughs> says, will Burnley lift the trophy at the last game of the season or on the day they secure first? Cardiff. Apparently the trophy was there yesterday. I, I don't know how legit this is. This isn't from an official decent source that I have. It's just something I've seen on Twitter, to be honest. But apparently the trophy was there yesterday. But obviously now we're not going to lift it at Ewood, are we? Or, or Bristol, Ashton Gate. We're not going to lift it there. It will be Cardiff on the last day of the season now which um, is a bit of a shitter. And the other thing that annoys me, yes, it's going to be great if we win it at Ewood, but it's also been good to, to, to see them bottle the, the Guard of Honour or give the Guard of Honour, um, which I don't think they would have done. I do think they'd have, they'd have bottled it, but it is what it is. But anyway, we've alluded to it slightly, but I want to talk. And um, forgive me for a, a negative tone, people, because it is what it is. We've had, a, we've had a defeat and some players didn't play as well as I would have liked them to. Um Taylor Harwood Bellis or Harewood Bellis before I get shouted at. I, I, it's been I've been told that many times that it's different. Uh, just just to point out, um, oh, there's a there's a Sheffield United fan in the chat. Burnley are going to f up 
Um, no, we're not. You have to win all four of your remaining games. You just um, enjoy your we, aggregate trophy, mate. We even if we aggregate. lose one, you keep your aggregate trophy. And I hope you enjoyed your trip home from Wembley yesterday. Um, but yeah, Taylor Harwood Bellis. I think he's been poor since he came back in, if I'm being honest with you. I yeah. thought he was brilliant in the first yeah. half of the season. Probably mm. our best defender, best player in most games as well. Um, yeah. But since he's yeah. come back in, I don't know if it's just a fitness thing or, or whatever, um, but he's been he's been pretty poor. And I would personally um, have Bayer and Ekdal in the side against Blackburn. Um, Neil's doing something, so Dan, I'll ask well, you no, first. Sorry. Dog. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you, Ekdal, for me, was pretty solid. He did, he did something that not a lot of people do. He's come in in a January window, which is always a difficult window to begin with, and he slotted straight in. Yeah, it was brilliant. You know, two or three games later, he's doing exactly what Bayer did, making these runs through the middle of you know attackers and midfielders. And you're just like, when, since when did we have these attacking centre-backs? Usually we just stood there like two statues, like guarding the gates and not moving, you know, just making sure that we're trying to be resolute. And yes, we're still doing that, but with that attacking mentality now, with THB, it's a little bit, um, I thought yesterday was a little bit static. Um, apart from that challenge that stopped the, you know, stopped them from a chance uh, yeah. for, the, for the yellow card he got, I could understand why they winged a little bit because Partman was like, at the time, I was like, ooh, but then when you look back at it, he's going away yeah. from the ball, isn't he? That, that's yeah. why the referee's aired on the side of caution. But no, I, I, Ekdal for me has been, has been solid. Um, and hopefully, if Ekdal comes in and hits the ground running like he did when he first came in as a player, then, and, and a lot of people said it when um, Howard Bellis was injured, they actually said, we don't need to sign Harwood Bellis next season because we've yeah. already got a ready-made replacement in Ekdal. Yeah. I mean, the, there's a lot of people in the chat saying Ekdal is injured, and I had I had seen that on yeah. Twitter, but it's just it's just come out of nowhere, that one, because he was fine, then he got dropped, and now he's injured. Um, so that is pretty frustrating. He got knocked, did he get knocked playing for Sweden? I thought did he got it? knocked. I'm not, sure. mm. I'm not sure. But he shouldn't have been dropped in the first place. Um, no. And um, whether it's Al Dakil or THB... I'd rather have THB, if I'm being honest with you. That's no Oh, yeah, of course. He's, he's played well. Um, <clears throat> but THB and Bayer on Saturday, Tuesday, um, on Tuesday, um, if Ekdal isn't available, which it doesn't look like he is. But, Neil, your thoughts on THB? Because, as I said, yeah. I think he's been a little bit poor since he's come back in. He has, yeah. He's not been uh, he's not been the same. Um, I think it's natural a little bit when you're out, because he was out quite a while, wasn't he? So, I think it's natural that you don't come back quite, but you'd expect he's up to full fitness and back into swing of things by now. He has been a little bit, yeah. Um, for me, if we do, I still think we should try and keep him because um, yeah. I think at the start of the season, I would have said he would have been our main defender. I think we should keep him, but for me, I think he'd be third choice now. I think it'd be Beckham Bayer, as I call him, and Ekdal, and then THB as, as the backup. Um, so it's whether he'd want to be a backup at Burnley or got a city and not play again. Um, it's up to him, but... Um, I don't think he'd be first choice, but he's still worth keeping in the squad, I think. But he has been poor since he's come back, definitely. But See, I think that he's going to have the game of his life, Neil, as well. Come Tuesday, he'll have the game of his, he'll have the game oh, of his life on Tuesday because well, it's like, really he needs to be here on loan and then... It was very good against him at the turf. Yeah. Uh, I know yeah. we've discussed this before, but I put it on screen anyway because, Dan, I don't <laughs> think you were on the show last time me and Neil discussed it. Um, but Danny Astin says, do you reckon it's in his contract that he has to play because he should have never got back in over Ekdal at the time? Um, potentially... Potentially, um, but I think you've got to put the club, even if there is something in the contract. I'd, I'd 
I'd probably just whatever the word is, not 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 do not do. Yeah, you're not ruffling feathers, are you? You're not ruffling feathers. You're doing what's best for the club. Yeah, you're doing what's best for the club and and the team. I don't think companies. I know he's a new manager, but I don't think he's naive enough to do something like that. I think he 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 just wants to win and he wants the team to win. I don't think he's the sort of manager who would do that. Yeah. Yeah, would, would Pep throw him under the bus like that as well? Though. What's that, Dan? Would Pep throw him under the bus like that, saying like, "No, yeah. you have to yeah, play him. You yeah. have to do this." Yeah, um, Ekdal. Yeah. Uh, uh, I wish Ekdal were in the chat. Uh, Research says he does have a thirty <laughs> games clause with financial consequences if he doesn't play. Just, just pay it then. Simple as that. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't need to now because Ekdal's injured. Um, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, Danny. That was my next thing, Anas. I said at the start of the season that Anas was my favourite player. Um, he's not anymore because I'm fickle. Um, but he's um, <laughs> it, it, been poor recently, hasn't he? He's been Connor Rob. He's the exact opposite of Connor Roberts. He's been poor since World Cup. the World Cup, goes to the yeah. World Cup. Whether he's you know been focused on something else and he's come back now and 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 he's he's not focused on Burnley anymore. I'm not sure. But since the World Cup, he has been poor. Too many games now is just a passenger. Um, and I said to the lad next to me yesterday, like what that game yesterday at 1-1, it turned into a battle. Like, and you and he's not up for the battle at that point. He's only up for it when it's yeah. free-flowing attacking play, which hasn't been for the last few games. Um, and I and I do feel he's he's been poor recently as an Aurora. And I would it's a shame that Teller's injured. It really is, because I'll talk about Teller in a minute, but we're missing massively yesterday. And I, I, I think, for me, he's my favourite player. He, he's just so good. But again, we'll get into that in a minute. Anas, Dan, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on him recently? Because as I've said, I, I feel like he's, he's been poor. He needs a bit of the Dwight McNeil treatment. He needs to be benched for a few games. Um, sort of, you know, pick your head out your arse. You're not always going to score that wonder goal by cutting inside and trying it three three uh, three times in one match. It's not going to happen. Um, for me, it's he's good at beating players. He's great at, at beating players. That is something that's one of his strong points. And don't get me wrong, he likes to while all the gameplay is happening, he's just stood on the line doing no. He's not almost like getting involved with everything. You you look to see where he is, and he's just stood on the line waiting for that ball. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it might be part of the game plan, the way we play. But for me, again, like Kurt says there, the levels that this bloke has had since, it's almost like he's had this meteoric rise. And I'm not saying it's gone to his head, but um, all that love and support that the fans sing about, you know, again, is his head turned? Is his head turned? You know, he, he's, he's still a young player. He's still learning. So he is going to have off days. But for me, he needs a bit of the Dwight McNeil treatment and benching for a few. Yeah. As you mentioned there, someone in the comments talking about the Dortmund rumours. Um, Chris says, as his head been turned. Matthew says, I wouldn't even be bothered if Dortmund got him for like 10 million or more next season. And Solon does say, Zorori had 15 crosses yesterday. Not his fault. Nobody was on the end. A lot of them were poor mm. though, mate. That was the issue. Thing, was yeah, the thing with that is you can put 15 crosses in, but if it's not working, then you need to adapt your game. And yeah. It's pointless putting 15 crosses in. If no one's there and you know no one's there, what's the point? When he's at in? his best is when he's beating fullbacks. Look at the game against Preston. He had Alan Brown on absolute toss all the way through the game, twisting, turning, getting behind him, putting mm. really good balls in, and that's why we dominated Preston so much. Yesterday, it, 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 same with Benson, but Benson's got this brilliant trick now where he cuts inside and bends it. Obviously, scored one yesterday like that, scored one against Rotherham like that, um, and earlier in the season against Rotherham. 
Whereas Anas, he just he just wasn't beating the man yesterday. And he's best when he gets past that fullback and gets inside. Someone, Stephen Wilson, does say he had a fantastic first half. Yeah, he did, but a lot of them did. Yeah. Um, fantastic is probably a bit much. I'd say he was good in the first half, but just anonymous in the second. Completely anonymous. Um, Neil, yeah, sorry, your thoughts on him, mate? No, I agree. He's been poor since the World Cup. And I can't remember if it was Borough, but it's been a game recently where it was the worst game I've ever seen him play. It might have been the Borough match. I can't remember, but he's he's been really, really poor. He keeps trying the same thing. Um, I don't know if it's lack of confidence or he's had his head turned. I don't know what it is, but he keeps trying the same thing. He keeps trying to replicate that world he scored at Sunderland. Yeah, and um, doesn't seem to be. He doesn't seem to have a plan B. It, like say, he does like to take a player on, but when it's not working, and, and yeah, he does like to put across him. But when it's not working, he doesn't seem to know what else to do. Um. So, yeah, benching for a bit. I'll be honest, it, it depends, obviously, who we sign. Um, but maybe he's one who goes out on loan um, for a bit of development. I don't know. I won't like, I won't want to see him go permanently. No, I agree, because he was so good in no. the first half of the yeah, season. Yeah, he really I, I, was. Maybe, I would maybe, be a bit gutted if Dortmund bought him. But, again, it yeah. depends if we have It depends who we get in. Um, but, I mean, first choice for me is obviously Teller and Benson, because I, I love Benson. Um, yeah. So... Sends a really on loan somewhere. Just he needs to. I think he needs to toughen up a little bit, mate. Like you say, there's no fight there. He's, he's a bit, um, but definitely don't leave permanently. Um, and yeah, he's still yeah, like I said, he's still a young player, isn't he? So yeah. he's got a lot mm-hmm. of development to do. So let him develop. No pressure on him. Just if he needs to go out on loan to develop, let him go out on loan to develop. We've had that a lot of success as well. That it's sort of we've become accustomed to how these players can play when it when it all fits right and everyone's working together. So when all of a sudden the job's done and people are, I mean, I sound bad saying this, but certain players look look like they're slacking maybe, but they're not. Maybe it's just, you know, a bad performance and we all get that. Um, I just, there's some players you can see and you can tell what, what players are off and what players are not. Um, and it's, really, though, it's not been. It's yeah. not just been one or two games, has it? It's been like no, no. Since Sunderland, since, since since he got his head turned with that with the Morocco call up and everything, yeah. It's sort of since then everything's so. I don't know. Is he being told to do one thing at international level compared to club level? Uh, club level, and then he's almost like. But he's still young, so he's going to have to adapt to all these changes. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah. This is why we've still got players like Barnes, like Cope, like Goodmanson. These are players that we thought probably wouldn't have slotted, in, slotted into a system like this. And all of a sudden, I've just, I don't know, as quick as a flash, have changed, managed to adapt. He's still think, young. There is still yeah. time there. I think, I think, I think, as company said yesterday, I think a lot of it is complacency. The young, so they're going to get better. They're going to go through patches where they don't play well. Like Benson's brilliant again at the minute. And I know he had an injury, so that'll, that'll be his excuse. But he started the season quite slow. And then when he came back from his injury, he was quite slow. Zorore started the season brilliantly, and now he's a bit poor. And Teller's had games. Um, Teller's probably my favourite, to be honest, now. I think we missed him so much yesterday. I'll get on to that in a minute. But even Teller's had, had games where, where he's been a bit anonymous. It's, it's one of them where he's young. They're going to get it. They're still developing. Um, I do think Anas will be a brilliant player. He is a brilliant player, but I think he'll be a very, very good player um, when he gets into his prime. He just needs to be left to develop for me. Yeah. No pressure on him, just, yeah. just develop. And yeah. like I say, if that means going out somewhere, let him go out somewhere. If it means staying at Burnley, stay at Burnley. But we just need to just let him develop. Company said about this team as well, though, didn't he? That he came in and thought that we'd have a two to three year plan of getting promotion, that these players in those two to three years would nurture and get better. And if we could keep all of them brilliant, 
But all these players have punched so far above their weight and got us to that promised land a lot sooner than a lot of people at the club thought from the hierarchy and stuff. You know, and I'm hoping that the powers that be with Alan Pace and all all his um, you know directors and stuff like that aren't going to be like the last owners if we do start selling players or whatever uh, that I don't know there's some sort of sell-on clauses and things like that I, I don't want us to be doing what we did with just accepting a pettance for someone who's basically their goals just kept us in the league or something like that we do we are an adapting club we are changing the, the whole of the club has we've had a dramatic facelift we have gone in chucked 10 grand at, at a plastic surgeon and said change this and just said we'll that. we'll accept we'll accept um whatever we get massive rebrand uh, isn't it massive rebrand yeah of course it is of course it's massive <clears throat> yeah yeah um danny astin says vk said in his post match confident uh, com- whatever interview yesterday vk said he had players just making stuff up who do you reckon was doing that i just think he means like the, the team as a whole uh, in, like rather than singling that individual i just think players like zorore weren't doing what they usually do maybe because they're overthinking it i think that's what he means that making stuff up it just means overthinking it maybe it's got lost in translation a little bit i'm not sure unlikely um because obviously he's lived in england so long um but uh, I, I think that's what he means by that just players were overthinking like oh, i need to do this instead of this because of this or whatever um because as he said it was a decider game it's the kind of game where it would have decided the title so i just think the players have overthought it um more than i do like that what he said as well joe at the end of his um conference when he said uh where was it? He said, "Go out there to go out the way, <laughs> go out, um, go out there to win the football match. Yeah, don't go out there to win the title." End of the day, that's what we needed to do. We need to do, and I know it sounds very dash, but one game at a time, and that—that's how you've got to look at it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I want to talk about Teller. I will come. There's a lot of comments about McNally. We'll get on to McNally. Um, it's a good, good talking point that. So thank you, Kurt. I will mention that. But I do want to talk about Teller. I put out, I'll stamp, this is a hill I will die on. I put out a thing. A lot of people will probably say Benson now, but I put out a thing earlier in the season that had Benson, Zorore and Teller, buy one, sell, buy, sorry, start one, bench one, sell one or whatever. And I, in my head, was like, start Teller, bench um, Benson, uh, sell Zorore. That, it's difficult and it's harsh on Zorore, but that's the nature of the game. That's what I would have done out of them three. 90% of people had sell teller and I was astounded at that. I was absolutely astounded at that. It's a hill I'll die on. I think he's the most important player or one of the most important players in our system. I think the most important is probably Cullen, but one of the most important players in our system. He provides an outlet with that pace. Like yesterday, it had been very difficult when the, in the second half when QPR were just sitting back. But in the first half, if any of them chances falls to teller, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I would put my mortgage on him to score and he would have scored. But yeah, I was very, very shocked. Just quickly, I've had a comment from Mox TV. Thank you for the super chat, mate. Uh, he says, QPR cheated. They're worse than Blackpool. Um, there was a lot of dark arts going on, I think it's fair to yeah. say. Yeah, they had a game plan and they did it very well. Yeah, cheated is harsh, but a lot of dark arts going on. Um, but thank you very much for the super chat, mate. Uh, definitely worse than Blackpool, though. Um, shame to see them win yesterday. Um, anyway, um, but yeah. yeah Kevin about- Long mess up, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Just um, <laughs> going on about Teller. Yeah, a standard. I think he, he's my favourite player. Love him. We missed him so much yesterday. He'd have struggled in that second half, admittedly, but he would have had a field day in that first half. Uh, Neil, I'll start with you this time. Do you think yeah. we missed him yesterday? Yeah, we've missed him since he's been injured, to be fair. And I think uh, the fact, if you look at how teams 
are intent on kicking him to bits. Now it shows how important he is. Yeah. Um, that's their game plan is to take Teller out. So that shows how crucial he is to this team. Um, and that game, I don't know if you remember, I refused point blank to play that game because it was like being asked. Yeah, to you pick did. You did. Kids. I remember that. I weren't playing that. It was like being asked to pick your favourite kid. Um, I love Benson. I love Teller. And the, I think the, those two, when they're both fit and they're both playing really well, are, are crucial to what we do. Um, and yeah, we are missing him. And as I say, I think that shows how important he is to the team that that, that is the game plan now for opposition is to just kick Teller. That's yeah. it. That's their game plan for him. So, yeah, we, we're 100% on missing him. Hopefully, he's back for Cardiff, even if he just comes on. Yeah, um, I mean, I want him up. back for Tuesday, but it's so unlikely. Tuesday's just, not happening, mate. It's yeah, it's so unlikely. I just Maybe there's some sort of miracle cream we can buy or just inject him full of these pain-relieving injections and just and just, just stick him on that wing. They, they would. They, I reckon <laughs> him playing in that game, because of his antics in the first game, they'd be so focused on trying to, to prove him wrong or get the last laugh on him that they'd end up making mistakes and, and the mm-hmm. fans would be goading him and that could just fire him up. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's a shame that he's not going to be there on Tuesday because if imagine if he scored the winner in the 95th minute. They would be fuming. Then he's like that. Oh, God. <laughs> that would have been absolute scenes. Um, but Dan, your thoughts? I think we missed Teller massively yesterday. Yeah, yeah, huge miss. Um, it, it's not just the way we play either. He's, he's sort of, again, what I was just about to say, uh, the experience he has. Yeah, he's, he's not really had that many Premier League games under his belt, but he still has a bit of Premier League experience compared to some of the lads that have come from these foreign countries and not even still trying to understand the way the, of English football. Um, we have missed that outlay of him being on the shoulder in the ear of the last defender. And then just thinking, I've got you for pace, mate. You're 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 finished. One big pump for Murich, and you're done. Yeah. Um, so we, we we have missed we have missed him. We have missed him. And then, like you said, rightly so. Tell her in those situations, in in THB's situation, maybe not so much for the Barnes one, but the Benson Barnes Benson again, again, their chances that would have been buried left, right, and centre. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was I was going to discuss McNally next, but I've had a comment, so I want to I do want to chat about it. Uh, Edin Hazard rumors. Um, anyone going to talk about them? I'll be honest with you, mate. I've not really paid too much attention. I'm not even tweeted about them or put them on Facebook because it's obviously I can see the links. Obviously, the Belgian links. But if it happens, mate, I will plat shit live on stream. If it happens, I guarantee now, if Hazard plays for Burnley, Joel will bear his arse in World Cups. I'll I'll walk through. I don't care how close he is to company. We are not going to pay his wages. Exactly. That's the thing. He's on, what, 250, 300 grand a week? It's not going to happen. How are people, how are pages, I know some pages exist just for likes and stuff, but I don't understand why people are regurgitating this. It's just not going to happen. And people getting excited about it, the wages, think of the wages. Unless he turns around to his old mate and says, you know what, Vinny, I'll do it for 20 grand a week. Then he ain't coming. And he's not going to do that because that to him is nothing. Um, But is what it is. Um, Yeah, McNally. Commentary fans love him. Um, He's doing very well. There's no coincidence that Coventry were average in the first half of the season and now they brought in McNally in January and now they're brilliant. Um, Their defensive records got better. uh, They've got better results. They've climbed up the league. Yes, a lot of that is through Big Vic. (laughs) not going to try and say his name. Um, But McNally is really helped at the back. Um, A lot of people saying, what do we do? Do we sell him? Do we keep him? Do we loan him out again next year for another year of championship experience? I would do that. 
personally. I think if we go up, if we go up, we're already up. Next season, <laughs> um, because we're in the prep, he's not going to play. Although maybe he might play a little bit more because we're going to be defending a bit more rather than... But it's just the playing out from the back thing. I think he needs to be better at that. I think he needs it more depends if we keep um, THB. Yeah. Because he, if, if we don't keep him, bring him back. But if we keep him, then there's no point in coming back. Yeah. It would not surprise me if we, if we even if we don't keep THB that McNally comes back and uh, and Alder Kill goes on loan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That'd be a that'd be a that'd be a, a way. That'd be a way. Or, or just loan bring someone in and loan them both out. Then we've got you know two two decent centre backs playing in the championship if Coventry don't go up. If Coventry do go up, they'll probably bid for him, which is fine. They can probably have him if they give us If we're talking money. about thirty odd year old Belgian players, then we've just you know, Toby Alderweireld's probably near an end of his contract and stuff like that. If we're talking Hazard exactly, as well. Yeah. So you know, let's exactly. just throw names out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as Kurt says, he'd, he'd be the fifth choice centre back if all current centre backs remain. I'd probably put him as fourth. I'd probably put it. I'd say Bella's first, then THB, uh, then Ekdal. I'd swap Ekdal round at the minute, if I'm honest. But um, and then I'd have McNally with probably Aldakiel behind him. Um, but that's yeah. probably Arthur Aldakiel because he has looked all way, okay when he's come on. But I think I think Aldakiel and McNally are quite similar. They're good at defending, but not that great at, with the ball at the feet. Um, if I'm being honest, and I think that's what um, McNally needs to get better at. Uh, Kurt Lehman does mention Vertonghen. Dan, if we're talking about Belgians, yeah, why not? Bring them both in. So I did. So that way you don't have to go to Spurs. Bring Spurs to Burnley, so did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that our model now, though? I, don't, I genuinely don't think that's our thing anymore. I don't think we're going to no, sign players like that no. now. No, it's not us anymore. It's bringing in young players who are hungry, who come in, tricky lads who look good. Um, the value goes up as we get better. And then we sell yeah. it for a big profit. Um, Do you think that's a possibility, though, using McNally for uh, Victor Giocares? Potentially. Yeah. If, if Coventry stay down... Um, Big Vic is um is, is going <laughs> to want to go to the Prem. Um, I think someone if Everton if Everton go down and Coventry stay down, I think we've got a real chance. Honestly, I do. But I think um if Everton stay up, yes, some people might argue. Why would you want to go to Everton? They're you know they're so toxic. And well, they're, they're after that. Everton Diaz, aren't they? As well, they're they're, in, they're sniffing around well, him. It, so like, it, with him being on a free, has he not signed no. a free contract with that Valencia or not? No, not yet. Apparently, they're the favourite. They're the favourites to get him, but. I think he's keeping his options open and hoping for maybe something better, but I don't know. I mean, that's another reason why I think maybe a lot of people will think, well, Diaz is on a free. I'm not saying that we are. Before I'm doing a dash here, don't quote me on that. Don't put that as your headline. You know, we I, I wouldn't want the fake Chilean, like, knob anywhere near. But, yeah, yeah, some, some fake guy. Um, yeah. But... I'd rather have Jokeres. Yes, it's going to cost us money, but let the other club sniff around somebody on a free and think that they've got themselves a gem. Yeah. Um, the True Red says, could we have some players off you on loan for next season, the way we're heading? Um, you don't need any, mate. You've, you've got about 500 players. I think you'll be all right. For context, the True Red's a Forest fan, for those who don't know. Um, Is Forest actually a football club or a scouting pool? <laughs> like, like what Chelsea used to be um, anyway I, I nearly forgot this on the last show so I'm going to make sure I, re I remember it this time I've even written it down man of the match it's going to be difficult I think because of, of we lost get your um, comments in by the way in the chat we will put them up and I will read them all out um, man of the match shouts 
Um, I know we conceded two goals, and I know the um, defending wasn't great, but I thought Bayer played well. I'm not who actually got it on the on the turf. Did they did they read one out? I don't remember him reading one out. Maybe because I was not there and we lose, do they? No, it's, I don't know. Um, I but I, I would I, I would give it Bayer uh, honorable mention for Benson. Obviously, he thought he played well. It frustrates me sometimes with Benson because he's another one that does look to cut inside a lot. When I think, just beat your man, beat your man, and stop cutting inside. Obviously, yesterday the cutting inside worked, so I can't really complain. Um, and I did. He played very well yesterday. He did, he did play, and he beat his man a few times. But there were one time, and this this is the thing that annoys me. He beat the man. Look, this is quite late. I think it was when it was two one. Beat the man. Looked to get the crossing with his left. Sorry, with his right, which is obviously his weaker foot, and then pulled it back and then tried to cross it with his left, and it was blocked. I just stick it across. You're a professional footballer. You can use both feet. I could get away with using both feet without falling over. I could have put that ball in the box, put it that way. It would have been a good ball, but I'd have got it in the box. You just get it in the box. Anything can happen. And that's the sort of thing that sometimes frustrates me with Benson. And that's why I'll stop short of giving it him yesterday. But a brilliant goal. Brilliant goal against Rotherham again. Um, but for me, Bayer is just head and shoulders our best centre-back for me. I'm glad he's going to be ours. I saw the rumours are. Um and he's fantastic. He will play and probably captain Germany, I think. He will play for Germany at a World Cup. Neil, your man of the match. I'm going for Cullen, mate. I thought he uh, just did his job, didn't he? he um, I struggled to give it to a defend to defenders. I know what you're saying, but I struggled to give it to defenders because it was so poor for their goals of defence and it's just their yeah. job. But uh, Cullen, mate, what he does, we've said it time and time again, he's underrated and I just thought he just did his job yesterday. Um, consistent, isn't he? Just Mr. Consistent. Yep. Dan? Um, I feel like I'm going to contradict Neil now because he says about defenders, but I, I don't know. I, I, can you call him a defender in recent games? Connor Roberts, I thought, played pretty well. Uh, he's yep. sort of had that free role from a right wing back position, coming in, being like an extra midfielder. Sometimes he's, he's box to box as a, as a right wing back. It's weird. Um, but he also had a few efforts from range uh, from the edge of the box that did entertain the keeper. Uh, I'm not saying that they're, they're the two pivotal moments to pick out, but I thought alongside just his game to get himself involved in it all as well, uh, alongside Cullen, because Cullen were going to be my other choice, to be fair. But when Neil went for him, I thought, well, I'll just be just be a bit different and a bit tedious. Why not? To be fair, I nearly went for Murich because I do it every week. But, uh... Yeah, well, <laughs> BFC Liam <laughs> did go for Murich, Neil, so you wouldn't have been on your own. Um, I was going to say, I'm the president of his fan club, aren't I? Yeah, research says Benson or Bayer, take your pick. Um, Danny Astin says Bayer or even Murich. So there's another shot from Murich, Neil. You're not on your hey, own. No, um, on Andrew Bra- uh, Blythe, um, he says Bayer all day long. Oh, he had a good journey back yesterday, mate. Uh, Solon says Bayer, man of the match. Steve Wilson says Cullen. I nearly said Murich says Kurt Lehman, and that would have been some shout, wouldn't it? Uh, Kurt <laughs> Lehman says Murich. Um, Johnny the Great says easily Cullen he didn't do a thing wrong correct he was fantastic to be fair and uh, just as it's all planned a stat there from Solent Clarets Cullen 124 touches with a 90% passing accuracy if you round it up because it's 90.7 so 91% so yeah, a couple of passes went astray so we did do something wrong there um, on a joking obviously Danny <laughs> Astin says I think Benson just loves shooting towards the Jimmy Mack I'd always bring him on 60 mins in myself lethal last, lethal last 30 mins uh, with fresh leg yeah, that was his role earlier in the season wasn't it mm. I probably think he's done enough now to start but um, it, it worked really well in, in, earlier in the season so I can see why you're saying that um, oh, interesting from research. Ooh. For me, Roberts was one of the worst performers yesterday. It was like to be controversial living on those research. Um, I thought he was average. Um, Solent says he had two shots. 
Um, Johnny the Great agrees, says Roberts was bad. Anti's man of the match, anti football's in the chat. Um, their bastard manager and his tactical masterclass. Um, sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a word on Murich rather than going into too much detail about him I thought he played well yesterday collected crosses like Pokemon cards that was his criticism earlier in the season that didn't come and collect crosses collected a lot yesterday there was one where he where he got caught and ended up on the floor but I think it just he just ran into a bit of a cul-de-sac and probably got fouled but yeah you too Murich pulled well. off a great save as well didn't he I can't remember I can't remember where it was but it was a he pulled off a really good save yeah, Elias yeah, chair yeah. curled an effort in and he's literally spread himself yeah, yeah. and tipped yeah. it out post. Fantastic save. Yeah. Yep. He's our, he's, 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 yeah, you know my thoughts on him. He's the Championship's best playmaker um, and he will be the Premier League's best playmaker. You need yeah, a big point. banner. You need a big logo and banner behind you. The Mule t-shirt, mate. Yeah, do it. 100% do it. 100%, yeah. do it. 100% do it. And I'll sell badges. Um, I'll do a Patreon and sell badges. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> the, uh, um, one thing I always like to end the show on, um, it feels a lot better after a defeat. I'll, I'll zoom in a bit, actually, because I don't know how much, especially if you're watching on your phone, you're not going to be able to see much of that, are you? Um, but there is, of course, a league table. There you go. That looks much better for you, doesn't it? Um, Burnley, of course, top. And look at that lovely little arrow. That's the first time I've been able to see that. And you know what that arrow means? I'll just hover above it. Qualified for the Premier League. There you go, lads. Um, so we are promoted. We are in the Prem next season. We're going to win the league. We're 10 points clear. With three games left, of course, Sheffield United have four games left. That's why we're not up yet. Sheffield United have to win every single match. They're all of their next four matches to catch us with us losing every single match. It's not going to happen. There was a meltdown yesterday for no reason. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it's a bit of a blip. But we're still going to win the league and we're still going to be fine. And the funniest thing about that league, the funniest thing about that league on your screen right now is look at them. They've dropped to seventh. Awesome. Wah, 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 wah. Look at that form. <laughs> draw, 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 loss. And their gaming hand is against us. Lovely stuff. Yep, yep. You know what? Some oh, Blackman oh. fan was on Twitter yesterday going, you do know we've got a gaming hand, don't you? To me. I'm like, we are your gaming hand, mate. Of course I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you, when you put it puts it into perspective, done it, Dan, when you look at the league table like that. Yes, bit yeah. of a meltdown yesterday. Yes, frustrating. Um, but... At the end of the day, no one's going to remember this in two, three years. We're going to talk about winning the league. Hopefully, in 20 years, we're going to talk about winning the league at Blackburn. Yeah. No one's going to remember losing to QPR. No. No. We're, we're going the, to... Memories um... The memories from this season are getting promoted the earliest it's ever been done. Um, mm, yeah. The football that we've played and the fact that we've only lost three. So, hopefully, we will have only lost three, which in a 46-game season is mad. Yeah. It's, you know, the most frustrating thing about yesterday is we were going to equal the 23 game undefeated and we'd have, yeah. we'd have beat it at Blackburn. We'd have yeah. beat it at Blackburn. I mean, yes, winning the league at Blackburn is probably better than going 24 undefeated at Blackburn. And that's the only time in our lives we will never get to that position again when there's only two home games left in the season where we haven't been beaten. We will never get to that position again. And I was buzzing to go for a full home season and not see us get beat. But like I said... We're not going to remember this game on Wednesday, whether we win at Ewood or whether we get beat. It'll be forgotten about regardless because we'll either be pissed off we've lost against them or we'll be buzzing because we've won the league there. And this time in two years, we'll remember a brilliant season. No one's going to remember losing to QPR. It's it's not worth some of the comments that I saw yesterday and some of the meltdowns that were in the stands, in no. my opinion. No, not at all. No, I agree. Not at all. I agree. But I think people have, haven't had a lot to whinge about this year, so we'll let them off. Yep, fair enough. Some people do like to whinge. Um mm. I am one of them, especially um, last few seasons. But I'd also, I think I'm good at putting things into perspective. And I just think 
yesterday it's um you know it's not the end of the world we're still going to win the league we'll be fine um we've got to an hour I've done talked about pretty much everything I want to talk about. If there's anything you want to talk about, lads, let me know now before we do start wrapping yes, it up. Yes, I do. Why isn't Obafemi starting? Right, because we're crying out, we're crying out for a poach. So someone put it in the comments earlier. He is that yep. poach. Why is he not starting? Is he still pissed from Middlesbrough? What, like, what? He should be starting. Interesting. I'm just trying to find the comment now. Um, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just think. Would you would you drop Barnsley and stick him in there, or would you go change formation and go two up top? Well, we're not getting chances away, are we? So we've got to change something. Um, we can't rely on Benson's screamers all the time. So if we need someone to finish those chances and it's not been working so far, stick him in. He's not had a he's not had yeah. a good run of games, has he? No, I agree. He's not had a good run of games, but there's been a, quite a few substitute performances where he's come on and not done much. Yesterday was one of them. Yeah. Um, I, but there's been. I one think again, we've, he's been asked to play wide. The one here. Like how many yeah. times have we bought a forward or brought forwards in and played him out on the left and things like that? Over Femi, if you played him in his position like he was at Swansea, yes, you had um, is it who is it Joel Piro or whatever you want to call him uh, up there. They've had the likes of Michu and all that stuff. These big lads up up top. He's sort of just been that runner. He yeah. has been that runner. How many times have we as a club had someone like Barnes who could hold it up and a runner? If we having if we have gone with two up front. Yeah. Um, I think it could work. I think it could work, but um, it's not going to if we don't try it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I do think it, I do think he needs a few starts. Um, I'd have started him against Reading or, or Rotherham. I, w- I wouldn't want to do it on Tuesday in such a big game. What? So um, we're even weaker than we were, Joe? Oh God, you're just as bad as Nixon, you mate. Oh. <laughs> as Colin says, we can't do that because others feel to complain again. Um, Jason says he'd be shocked if he's still here next year. Well, the point is, mate, we had yes. a contract. We had a clause in the contract, yeah. and when we go up, he becomes our player. We're promoted. He's now our player. So unless we sell him instantly. Welcome to Burnley. See you later. Um, then he's going to be here next year. Um, I was going to say unfortunate. Then I didn't, I didn't mean that. I don't know why I said that. Um, I do like him. I do. I do think he needs more game time. Um, starts in games like Blackburn. I'm not so sure. Um, but Barnes has not been great recently. Um, I'd start Lyle, and I think that's controversial because he gets a lot of stake. But recently he's been better. He, he played well against Reading. Played well against Rotherham. Lyle's only problem is he doesn't put the ball in the net. But he's not that kind. That, that, kind of forward, I think, is exactly what Barnes has been doing. If Lyle had missed them chances that Barnes had missed yesterday, I think someone would have set the turf alight and just ran off because they've been that annoyed. That's some of the stuff that gets written on Twitter uh, about him. My perfect scenario would be bring Ekdal back in, give him some pain injections, bring Teller back in, give him some pain injections, start Lyle, um, and I'd have um, Bennett on the other side, drop Zorora, um and and maybe Obafemi come off the bench. I think Ob- the problem is with Obafemi, he comes on and he only comes on in like the 85th, 89th minute. It's what, yeah. He's not going to get a chance to do that yet. And usually the, game, exactly usually the game's already won by then as well, usually. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, he, I'd needs have, a, he needs a good run. I'd bring him on in like the 60th minute and, yeah. and do it that way. Give him more chance to impact the game because he's fast. What have you made of Goodmanson in a, in a cam roll? He's done well. He's been really good. He's done well. Really do like him. Really do like him there. Um, I don't like the criticism that Brownell gets, um, but he has been poor recently, last few games. And again, I think he'd probably be warrant dropping. Uh, maybe put Goodmanson in the camera roll, um, Cork and Cullen in the double pivots um, with ideally Teller and Benson either side um, with Lyle up top. But Lyle needs goals, as I said earlier, and someone said in the chat, 
Um, there we go. Um, he does need goals to boost him. And just to get the, the fans off his back, I think that's the main issue with, with, with Lyle. There's too much negativity surrounding him. I'm not really sure why. Um, Remember Ashley Barnes, though, when he came in? You know, yeah, when he, he came in from Brighton, he, he was sort of like, I thought, when is this goal going to come? He finally got his first goal at Turf Moor and then he, he, he finally went on. But at that point, we're already at the end of the season. There's certain players you look at and you think, OK, they're not used to this championship stat. He's going to have more time on the ball in the Premier League because it is a little bit more open. Um, there's certain players that just adjust. Like, and yes, it's taken him a while. There's a few, sometimes players need a pre-season, etc. But I think Lyle Foster, dare I say it, I'm going to go with one of these bold statements. Lyle Foster could be a big player for us next season. I think he needs he needs goals. He needs a run of games where he where he scores a few goals, but to get the fans off his back first. But I don't think he's that type of player. Um, the reason he's getting stick is his price tag. It's simple as that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're probably it's because right. We've, it's because we've bought players who've had more of an impact for cheaper. Yeah, his price tag right. stands out because of that. That's the only reason he's getting the grief. You're probably Are we right. having like an by Leicester sort of moment with Foster, <laughs> where he scores a world in Texas shirt off and he's absolutely ripped underneath. <laughs> but then they're thinking all that for 10 million <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah some good talking points there boys cheers uh, thank you for this comment Steve that's a nice segue into the last part of the show and I will end it after this <laughs> predictions against Blackburn ooh um, I don't do them I, I, th- I think we turn it on honestly I don't know you know if you'd have asked me six weeks ago and people have been texting me for ages about it I was so confident and get your comments in as well in the chat please I will put them on screen guys um you asked me six weeks ago and people were messaging me. Um, DJ Dave's one of them messaged me up. Do you think we'll beat Blackburn, mate? And I'm like, mate, the shit, we'll, we'll batter them. They're so bad at Blackburn. They're terrible. We're amazing. But now they've up their game, admittedly not got the wins that I feel that they probably deserve. I said, as I said earlier, it's, it's hilarious that they haven't got them. Don't get me wrong. But um, I think that they've been better recently. And we've gone off the boil. I still think, if you, if you look at it, look at the teams on paper, how much better than them are we? Miles, we should beat them. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to base my prediction on. Um, I, th- I, th- I think I think we'll beat them then just based on that, but we do need to step it up. We can't play like we did yesterday. We can't play like we did against Rotherham. Um, conceded four against Rotherham and QPR, and that's not good enough. Um, and only scored three. And again, that's not good enough. Um, so we need to be better, but I think we'll beat them. I think we're a better side. I think their score, because of how poor we've been at the back recently, um, 3-1, 2-1. It's going to be a lot tighter than the game at the turf. Um, but I think we should just have enough to do you know it. What, uh, you know what you were saying earlier, Dan, about what Vinny said about um, play the game, not the occasion. I think that's yeah. what Rovers are going to do. I think they'll play the occasion, stop us winning the league, and it might backfire on them a little bit, but it ain't going to be easy. Yep. It's not going to be easy at all. Dan? Um, you know what? I, I'm going to say something about Andy's comment there, to be fair. Um, there's been a few times this season we've scored three goals and then all of a sudden just sat off. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, a lot of people saying, oh, they've, they've emulated this City style of play or whatever. But City don't cut off at three. They will literally, they will keep hurting you until you... Yeah, they're literally, Yeah, that's what, that's what we sort of need to do. We need to just keep going and keep going. And I can understand a manager that's like, nah, I don't want to risk injuries. I don't want to risk this. But you're not. If it's going well for you, uh, then why not? Go for it. Um that said, you know, when, when we went 3-0 up against Blackburn, for the rest of the game, we sort of took took our foot off the gas and just let the game play out. We did it against yeah, Preston. Preston. Um, it's 
I would love to see us give them that. I would yeah, love I, to see us give them an R five back to what they give to us that time. Let's let's do it back to them. It's yeah. just not going to come right now. Hopefully, no, cup next year or something. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd 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 take a shit house one nil any day of the week. Yep. So that's, that's what I'll go for. I did see a comment here off BFC, Liam, uh, which makes me laugh. Um, how can we lose to QPR, draw with Rotherham, and expect to win at Bastards? Classic Burnley fan. But then Solent <laughs> repents that, if that's even a word. Um, re refutes that. That's better. That's the word I'm looking for. It says, Blackman's form is draw, 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 loss, loss. So they're in worse form than us. Um, and that's saying something, because all oh, last three games, we haven't been great. Um, but, uh, yeah, keep your predictions coming in. I've put a couple of on screen already. Andrew Blythe says 3-1. Um, Jason says 2-2. Zorora and Benson goals to secure a point, and that will be enough to win the league if Sheffield United uh, get beat as well, by the way. And are Sheffield United playing Tuesday night, or are they playing Wednesday night? Someone know? Let me know. Oh, well. Yep, cheers. Uh, Danny Astin says, Burnlet 3-1, we turn up. Vinny's ripped into him, pure business Tuesday. It's a similar scenario to earlier in the season, isn't it? Um it's yeah. only us on Tuesday. Is it? Yeah, they mm. play Wednesday. They play they're Wednesday. Play on Wednesday oh, yeah. So we have to win then. Fuck. We have to win to win the league. That's annoying. Um, but yeah, is what it is. Um, I think we are capable of winning. All Blackman's home form though is different. Draw, draw, loss, win, win, win. But the, the last three are the draw, the two draws, I think, and the loss. Yeah, because they lost they drew against Coventry last time out. Um One goes so out the window three, in the garbage anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, the yeah. last three home games haven't been great. Um, Anti-football's Blackman prediction. Um, Baz Turd will have a, a threesome with a horse and his sister. Interesting, Ante. I should probably read these before I put them on screen, to be fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, BFC Liam says, we'll never change, but look at QPR's form, not one in 2023. Yep. I think they had one in 2023. I think they beat someone. Oh, was that just in 2020? I can't remember. You probably know more than me. I'm sure you got it in front of us. Um, yeah, Andy A says they play on Weds. Um, and Kurt Leeming says 4-1 Burnley. And then Solent says, Bring it, win it at Bristol next weekend. I will be there. It will just be typical <laughs> my luck, that, because I won't be there. Um, although I said that for the Rotherham game, and they messed that up as well. Um, but Bristol... Yeah, not going to be at that one either. Um, but thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Dan, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. I no, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, look forward to it again next time. Yeah, and of course, um, where can people find you and your content, mate? Uh, all on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know where we are. Um, Turf Morehouse TV. Um, and let's just keep this Burnley steam train rolling in. Yeah, congrats on the 1,000 subs, mate. I no, appreciate it's it. That we need to get over. Yeah. Appreciate it. When it when it came up on YouTube saying AdSense, I thought I've never had that, so I don't know what I don't know what this is all about. <laughs> yeah, the mansion comes around two thousand subs, mate. So not far. To go now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Neil, thank you for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. No worries, always. Where can everybody find you? Um, just here in my house, mate. No, I'm on there. Uh, just say Sunderland. <laughs> no, just yeah, so just Twitter, mate, at Neil Layfield, and same on Instagram as well. If you like random pictures of crap of dogs, dogs, yeah, trainers, yeah. yeah, dogs and trainers, yeah, and a bit of Rolling Stones every now and then as well. Always, every now and then, yeah, always creeps in. Um, but thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everybody for listening. If you've joined the show late, uh, you've just joined it now. As usual, as soon as I end this broadcast, it goes on to a. Um, a, a normal video on YouTube that you can watch as, as your leisure, and I will hopefully get the podcast up pretty soon. If I'm if I don't do it before I go to work, <laughs> I need to set off to Leeds again in in about fifteen minutes. It will be up at around four pm. So 
don't stress if it isn't up. It will be up for your morning commute tomorrow. But as I said, thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for commenting. Thank you to Dan and Neil for coming on the show. Graham907 says, another great show, chaps. Let's flood Deadwood with the inflatable cups. I'm going to try and take one in myself. I'll probably get taken off me by the stewards, let's be honest. But I am going to try and get one and take it in myself. But hopefully... We have a positive full-time show on uh, Tuesday. I'm going to talk to a Rovers fan um, pretty much straight away and try and get a pre-game show set up, um, but we shall see. So I'll see you back for the pre-game show if he's up for it. If we get beat against Blackburn, I'll be honest, I won't do a full-time show. I might just do a 60-second review and a bit of a whinge uh, and get some people to send minute videos in and, and that I used to back in the day, but I can't be asked to be a live stream with loads of Blackburn fans coming like, me. So we'll, we'll just sack that off. But thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we will see you before the Blackburn game. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.